that's a different level. That is commitment, okay? A New Year's resolution is someone trying to try something, okay? That's a commitment. He knew that for him, he had to create that habit of getting up at 4.30 in the morning every day to be who he wanted to be. There was no option. There wasn't an option B. It's like, I got to do this to be the person I want to be. And if you choose not to do that, then you're also choosing consciously to not be the person that you want to be. Hey guys and gals, Trevor here. Actually driving on a Saturday uh, into town. Uh, we live about 10 miles or so out of town uh, on the river and going to pick up my daughters. Uh, my wife and my son are actually heading to uh, Create and Sip, which is a cool local spot uh, where you can paint and um, it's really cool. So then we're taking our daughters tomorrow, which will be a blast. But uh, today is our carrot Christmas party. Now it's it's always interesting as our as our team grows, you know, we're 24 people now spread across the country, multiple states, um, eight or nine of us here locally in Roseburg. And I so, so, so wish all of our team members could come in uh, for our Christmas gathering. But uh, that's kind of the nature when you when you decide to build a remote team. But we are flying everybody in in January for our January retreat. So uh, pumped about that, really getting the vision under the legs of our team um, in January, everyone having a chance to connect again and, and just really, uh, everyone just, just, just digging in and going, okay, like, why are we doing the work that we're doing and what are we going to be doing in 2019 to make that mission even bigger? So what I wanted to do today is as I'm driving and just kind of recap my year for 2018 and some of the lessons, the key lessons that I learned. And I'm throwing a lot of carrot casts at you here around the end of the year. I know we usually stick with a, a every Tuesday morning cadence. And um, we're going to be starting an, another, a second episode of the Carrotcast each and every week in January. Uh, it's going to be called Ask Carrot, um, and uh, just keep uh, keep an eye out for that. That'll be kind of Q and A where I'm taking questions from from our, our audience. I'm pumped about that, so keep an eye out on that. But right now, I just have a lot of thoughts around the end of the year, and while you're planning out the year and reflecting on the year, I just want to share some of those things that you can do to make 2019 your best year yet. And uh, for those of you coming to Carrot Camp in May, uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, we haven't started marketing yet, but, but about half the spots are full. Um, go to CarrotCamp.com, CarrotCamp.com. We'll be digging into some of this stuff to help you live a more effective, productive, and uh, fulfilled and purpose-driven life. But also, we're going to help you up-level your business in a big, big, big way. Add multiple six figures to your bottom line uh, with the things that you'll pull away. So go to CarrotCamp.com and check it out and join us in May. So looking at this year... The things that I had a chance to write down, it was a really, really cool but interesting year, okay? This is the year that I've probably had to grow the most personally. Um, you know, as, as the team grows, you really start to look at yourself and go, man, um, the the main bottleneck of growth in the company is you, is you as the CEO. And if, if you're not growing faster than the pace of the company, then what's going to happen is you're going to hold the company back. And uh, so for me... That's some spots where the company was growing fast and it could grow faster. Um, but the problem was I, I really needed to up-level the way that I uh, lead. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm a pretty competent leader, but I've got a lot of room for growth, tons of room for growth on the leadership side of things. And also there's some processes and systems that just started breaking um, and we never really took the time to rebuild them. Uh, when when the team grew from you know 15 to 24, 25 in uh, the course of less than a year, so 
this year was a, a year of growth, a year of growth for me, a year of growth for um, me on the leadership side of things. I hired a new coach this year in the spring, and that's something that I've talked about here in the Caracast before on why I hired a coach. And um, I've even outlaid exactly how much money I pay for my coaches, just so you can see the context around things where if you don't invest in your growth, then how are you how, how are you going to grow? Because oftentimes we entrepreneurs think that we can just through rugged individualism figure it all out ourselves. And that's kind of that was kind of my approach the first four or five years of being an entrepreneur. I'm going to figure this out myself. I'll read some books and things like that. But I never really went out there and had a real coach. Um, and I kind of wore that as a badge of honor that I did all this without having a coach, without having a mentor, an official mentor. I had definitely had mentors, right? But not official, hey, this is where meet and weekly kind of thing. And this past two years, I threw that, I cast that mindset aside and I said, that's not a badge of honor to say that we did this on our own. That's not a badge of honor to say that I figured this out myself. That's, that's crazy. That's, that's dumb, you know, to, to do that. Why not leverage, um, why not get around the people who have done exactly what you're looking to do before, uh, add value to them, okay, and then find ways that you can glean from their experience. You don't have to make those same mistakes. So. Two years ago, I hired a leadership coach. I've talked about Mark many times um, on this podcast. He helped me through that phase of the company from about two million to five million, and from about eight people to fifteen to eighteen people. Um, that was a big, big, big shift, and um, he really helped set some things within me and within the company that were massive. And then this year, I hired Dan Martell, my my coach on the software side. And so Dan's also a great leadership coach, but he's really, really good on my business models. So. Uh, you definitely need coaches and mentors for different types of things. Uh, if you're growing a team, you, you probably should ha- be around someone who is a great leader or leadership coach can help you be a better leader because growing a company, growing a team isn't about you. It's about how do you coach and, and help your your, mem- your team members win. Uh, but then growing a company, you got to know the metrics. you got to know the wins, the strategies, the plays, the playbook that helps you win. And that's what Dan Martell's been helping me with. Um, and... Um, it's a big investment, but it's it's paid off in multiples. Uh, also, I've got a lot more consistent this year with Seth Buckley, a mentor of mine. And you know, we started meeting every single week on Friday at 1.30 p.m. When he's out of town or I'm out of town, we don't meet. But uh, we had a really good chance to meet yesterday again. And we just, we're more personal mentors and, and friends, okay? We get together and find out how we're doing faith-wise. And we find out how we're doing just personally and, and what are some things we can help each other with or just be sounding boards on for business. And um, it's been so, so, so valuable just digging deeper with Seth, and I'm pumped to, to hopefully be able to do it more this next year. Um, and then also on, on the leadership growth side of things, we've put leaders in place here at Carrot, and uh, that also is a massive growing exercise for me and still is because it's definitely way different when you are leading your team and kind of outlining what they're going to be doing, outlining their objectives, and you're the one doing the strategy and the planning but then when you get big enough and you start to hire managers, you can't do that anymore. You need to bring your leadership team in and let them be a part of the planning and help them be a part of the strategy and guide and coach them on those metrics and guide and coach them on those processes that help them win and help them set their, their division of the company up for, for success. So we're implementing some new frameworks and systems right now as we speak around that. And um, I'm pumped to see what that does in 2019. On the personal side, I've reported this a lot uh, over the years where you know, shoot six years in a row, six years in a row, my, my kind of dragon I was trying to slay, the big one was my fitness and my health. Um, I think if, if you, if you knew me or met me, you know, during that phase, you, you wouldn't think, Hey, this guy's an unhealthy guy. Um, 
And if you look at me, like my body mass index and all that kind of stuff was probably really, really good. But the problem was I was losing a lot of my muscle because um, I wasn't working out anymore. I worked out a lot in, you know, younger years playing sports and in college and stuff. So, um, yeah, so for years and years, like five or six years, I kept on, you know, trying to slay that dragon of physical fitness and um, and really getting in the best shape uh, of my life. And every single year I'd set that as a goal, almost as a New Year's resolution. Every single year I wouldn't do it. And I've talked about this a lot. And um, I think this is a perfect time of the year. But, you know, New Year's resolutions have never worked for me because the definition of a resolution is a firm commitment. It's being resolute. It's making a firm decision. And what happens with so many of our New Year's resolutions is it's kind of like, oh, I'll try this thing or I'll see if I can do this thing or I'm going to wait for three weeks to New Year's to start this thing. That's not a firm commitment, y'all. That's not a firm decision. That's a let me see if this thing will work, but I'm not really that committed to it because if I was, I would start it today, not in three weeks, right? And so when I did that last October of 2017, it changed my life. And so one big update for that for 2018, and I want to encourage all of you in 2019 is um, I would have little after, not, not like big ones, but in the afternoons, I would always kind of run out of energy. Two, three in the afternoon, it was kind of pretty common. I'd run out of energy. Uh, every single morning, I'd wake up and uh, kind of feel like I almost had a little hangover, but I wasn't drinking. And I mentioned this on a very recent podcast. I was here this last week. And um, it was just the way that my, I was treating my body. And when you do that, you can't be your best self. You can't be the best leader you want to be. You can't be the best father, the best husband, the best friend. Uh, you can't be yourself, right? So what happened was when I started working out, that, that was this domino that, uh, that trickled through everything else. So go back and listen to that episode. I don't know which number it is. We'll find it and put it up in the show notes. But go back to that episode where I talk about um, how to set goals and how goal setting uh, that I've done in the past has not worked and how I do it this, how I do it now. And it works way better, especially for slaying those dragons that you have a tough time with. So this year, I can't remember the last time that I had an afternoon energy crash. I can't remember the last time I woke up in the morning and felt like I was sluggish and kind of hung over. Um, even when I go to bed late this week, um, I've been kind of cranking on some processes and it's been a lot of fun. I'm not usually the guy who stays up late, but, uh, I pulled almost three in the morning on Monday night, uh, about 1230 the other night to get some, get caught up on some work, uh, for the end of the year processes and systems and planning and stuff. And it was just, it was exciting stuff. And I don't, zero lack of energy because of it, zero. And it's because drinking tons of water, you know, at least 60 ounces of water a day. Um, I'm still getting six to seven hours of sleep. I don't really get eight anymore and I don't need eight anymore. Back in the day, uh, two years ago, I would need, I would need eight hours of sleep because my body just wasn't really working well, but working out, um, four to five days a week right now, I'm going to crank it up to seven and it's not going to have to be full workouts, but I'm going to be at least getting the body moving, getting, getting, things stretched and things like that. But we're working out four days a week in our office, mixing cardio in there now. Um, and it's just been amazing, life-changing. So I encourage you for 2018 there. Um, what, what are some other things? So our kids, um, our kids are in such a fun stage, but it's hard. It's hard, but they're in such a fun stage. It's, um, you know, they're four, six, and eight right now. And in those ages, you know, there's a lot going on. Um, also they're just so cute and just, they're just learning how to be people right now, which is really, really cool. Um, but it's tested my patience a little bit. So I can also tell you one thing that since I started working out and treating my body better and, and being on my phone way less, uh, as far as I did an episode with Jeff Woods from the one thing podcast earlier this year, uh, talking about 
um, you know, what is that one thing for me that I needed to get rid of? And really it was the technology distraction because it was, it was keeping my mind racing all the time. And it was making it to where I'd come in the house and that thing would be distracting me. And I'd have kind of a little bit of a short, you know, fuse. It's not like I would blow up or anything, but I would just get kind of snippy, you know, because I had all this distraction and, and just buzz going through my mind. And so this isn't something I've nailed yet. I still need uh, some encouragement and uh, some progress on. But um, this year, this last back half of the year at least, oh my gosh, so much better. I come into the house, I set my phone on the um, table right when you walk in the door, and it's just kind of ritual and routine now. It just, it just kind of happens. And I can tell you that as well. It's just really opened up my mind to be more creative. It's really opened up my mind to be um, more present. It's opened up my mind to think of on the important things a lot more rather than um, just thinking, of, you know, at a surface level. And so it's opened, it's opened me up just to be more strategic and be more present and happy and fulfilled and grateful and, and all those things. So I encourage you guys to, to do the same. Like I said, I, if, if I had to gauge where I am in progress there, I'm about a B minus right now. A year ago would have been a, a D minus. So I still have some room to grow and some, some room to go. And I want to make sure that this next year, uh, that phone is a tool. It's not a, it's not a, a vice. And that's something that I think a lot of us can relate to that let's use the phone as a tool, you know, not, not as something that we, we pick up to fill time or to fill space or to flip through Instagram or Facebook mindlessly just because we're there and it's in front of us. And, and, and Facebook is, is triggering those mental snapsies to, to really fire and put dopamine in our brains, just like casinos do, right? That's what our phone is doing to us. So that's a challenge for myself to find another mechanism to dive deeper on that and make the phone fully just a tool, uh, not a vice. And I challenge you guys to do the same thing. So what are some things I kind of sucked at in 2018? Um, this, this was an amazing year for me, uh, just in general. Um, you know, I feel like I got way better at some things, but some things I sucked at, uh, follow through, you know, follow through and, and, and overcommitment. Uh, that's something that, that I've been struggling with. And, and as you grow a team, um, if you do it incorrectly, it creates more work for you, which I've experienced that in glimpses this year. Um, if you do it correctly, though, it actually creates way less work for you. And um, same thing, I've, I've experienced a lot more of that. But uh, still, I, I, I end up not really following through on, on a lot of things like I should. And this is in all parts of my life. And and this is just a, a fault of mine that I want to get rid of. And it's something that I gave myself permission four or five years ago going, hey, that's just kind of that's just kind of who I am. I've taken the Colby score and the Colby score says I'm a low fall through high quick start. So therefore, that gives me permission to, not, to, 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 to lean on the Colby score and go, hey, I'm just not a high follow through. That's my bad. And that's not right, you know, especially when it comes to, to, to home or it comes to commitments that you're making at work. That if, if I commit to, to getting something done, um, I need to step back and really evaluate my my current priorities and currently what's on my list and make sure that if I'm committing to it, I can actually do it. There's a commitment this week I didn't follow through on that's 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 definitely one I'm crazy bummed about because it impacts someone else on our team and the goals that we've set together. So I've got to get my act together on that one and make sure that I either hand that ability to lead it off to someone else or don't commit to it uh, because it's not just harming me. It's it's harming someone else if I commit to it and they're relying on me for it. And then going to the going home. Um, and there's commitments there. Our house, we've been renovating it for a couple of years now. 
And uh, it's 98% done. It's 98% done, but it's just little things like getting all the interior doors ordered and swapped out. And, and uh, you know, with, with um, one of my apartment buildings, there's some things there. And then our, our, our vacation rental home on a, on a golf re- resort here in Oregon, um, you got to get this, the, the, the carpet and the flooring swapped out. And it's little things like that, that I just need to learn better to go, okay, yes, if I'm going to commit to this, I'm going to get it done and get it out of my brain fast. Or I'm going to hand it off to someone else. And that's something I'm still really bad at. Probably C minus on that right now. That I need to really evaluate and go, am I actually going to do this? If I am, get it done. And don't let it linger. Because the longer that we let we let, let those things linger, the more mind space it takes up, the more pressure and noise it creates. And when you have pressure and noise bouncing around in your brain, what happens is it doesn't it doesn't allow you to really have the mind space to think about the big stuff. And so I definitely have some of that pressure and noise bounced around in my brain of all those little things that are stacked up. This morning I was reading, I was reading out there in our living room by the fireplace and I looked over and there's this darn outlet. We swapped out all the outlets and made them all white, um, you know, white uh, outlets, but then put stainless steel covers over the top of them. And there's like one, there's two outlets in the living room that we haven't finished because one of them, I told my guy uh, that I was going to be actually going to be covered up by this entertainment center that we were having custom built. It didn't. We ended up making the entertainment center six inches closer to the wall, which made this this outlet exposed, and it's not done. And then this other outlet was too close to the trim, and so someone just needs to come in and, and notch the outlet down. And it's just little things are done. Like I just need to hire the get my handyman to come out and do it. You know, same thing. We ordered lights going over our foyer and over our stairs, and and uh, same thing. It's like. It's just a phone call of that same handyman and getting them to do these things. And I need to follow through on that stuff better. And um, I don't know the system I'm going to use for it, uh, the accountability system and uh, and the priority system to make sure it gets done. But that's something I've got to nail this year because I know my wife, that's probably her biggest gripe is I say, hey, I'm going to do this or I'm going to be home at this certain time. And and um, way too often it doesn't happen when it's supposed to. And that's, that's not okay. That's not okay because for me, um, you know, trust and, and, uh, trust and integrity is a big thing. And for the longest time, I, I would say I would place this bucket of my life, not in the, Hey, this is diminishing trust or integrity. And it's a, Oh, I will get around to it, but I'm really, really busy. And I've got kind of bigger fish to fry than to figure out these outlet covers. Right. And at the end of the day, it does erode trust and does erode, uh, integrity. And, um, that's not okay with me. So that's something I definitely need to work on in a big way. Uh, some other things I need to work on, um, better creating habit and routine. And it kind of is, is an offshoot of, of the thing I just talked about. So habit and routine, um, a lot of us say, Hey, it's really hard for us to create habits or really, it's really hard for us to create a morning routine or, or an evening routine. The problem is it's not hard for us at all. We've done it. Like what we're currently doing every day is a routine. It just might not be a good one. It might not be the one that you think that you want. And so whatever you currently are doing, if there's a pattern of you doing that, that is a routine, okay? So the thing is, are you okay with creating that routine? It's the same as a culture in a company. People say, hey, I want to create a culture in this company. It's like, you already have a culture. You've got a culture. The next question is whether you're actually intentional creating the culture or you're letting the culture create itself. And the same thing is, are we intentional creating our habits and our routines or is our life creating our habits and routines for us? And that's hard for me. It's hard for me because of that high quick start, low follow through. I'll create the habit and routine or or I'll say that I'm creating it. It lasts a week and then I fall off. Um, The fitness routine is the the longest one I've stuck to. But the thing is that I've found is once you create one important routine or habit, it starts to create more. 
Once you create one important routine or habit, it starts to create more. It's like dominoes. Okay, so see see if you can focus on creating one important one, and that's going to lead to others. Once I started working out more, then that created a habit and routine of drinking a lot more water because I needed more water when I was working out, and it's created that routine and habit. It's there now. And then also it created a habit and routine of me eating better because I felt like crap if I would eat bad food after I worked out and drank a lot of water, and therefore it led to better decisions and better habits around eating. Um, now what I need to do is really be intentional focusing on my, my habit and routine around closing the bookend at night on my day effectively and, and, and with a really good routine that empowers me and shuts down the day and leads me, you know, leaves me empowered and, and refreshed for the next morning. And then also better do my morning routine. Okay. When I do a morning routine, it's awesome. My day, like before I even get to work, I could stop the day and, and have, and feel it like the, the, that the day was successful. And I would say probably like six, five to six days out of week, out of the week, I couldn't say that. Um, and that's something I'm still trying to nail is I have been getting up earlier, but I'm not getting up as early as I need to, to really create that habit and routine that I want. Um, so I've been getting up around five 30, sometimes six. And I want to, uh, I'm, I'm going to uh, make it to where it's 5.00 AM. That's just going to have to start tomorrow. It's not going to be a new year's resolution. It's not going to be, I'm going to try to do it in January. It's just got to start tomorrow. Okay. So that, that one's a biggie for me. So keep an eye on Instagram. Hold me accountable on Instagram, y'all, because I'm going to be documenting that as we go. And uh, and I would love for you to share your journey with me too. Hit me up on Instagram and say, hey, I'm, I, I woke up at 5 or I woke up at 4.30. I woke up at 6, whatever your time is, and challenge me. And I want, I want, to, I want to do the same to you. Okay, Matt Aitchison, good friend of mine, um, he set his own challenge in, in, uh, in, in 2018. He's like, I'm going to wake up at 4.30 every day. And I was talking to him in Tampa. He actually lives in in California. And I said, awesome, man. Like how many days, like how many days are you doing that a week? He's like, how many days am I doing it a week? He goes, I haven't missed one day this year. I go, what? And what it, what it made me realize is that's a different level. That is commitment. Okay. A new year's resolution is someone trying to try something. Okay. That's a commitment. He knew that for him, he had to create that habit of getting up at four 30 in the morning every day to be who he wanted to be. There was no option. There wasn't an option B. It's like, I got to do this to be the person I want to be. And if you choose not to do that, then you're also choosing consciously to not be the person that you want to be. And so that's, that's the decision and the conviction I am going to and need to get for 2019 and for tomorrow that this is just who I am now. I'm not trying to do this. I'm not trying to find a hack. I'm not trying to go, go Google and how to, how to be a, a morning person. You work out, you drink a lot more water, you go to bed at a reasonable time, you you, you have a, a routine to shut down at, at night and you just are convicted to get up. You put your phone in the bathroom. You don't put it on your nightstand. You don't hit, you don't hit snooze. Um, those are the things I'm going to start really just you know, being convicted on, um, a, ASAP like today. Okay. Tomorrow. And it's a hard journey for me. So, uh, so keep an eye out for it. Um, the next things I need to be better at. So one thing that I've always been really good at is making money. Um, not always. Okay. Uh, I struggled my first two to three years as an entrepreneur, and I didn't pay myself in carrot for 18 months, okay? I had money coming in from my other companies, my consulting company, my real estate and things like that, but I didn't pay myself in carrot for 18 months. But what I have been good at most of the time is creating active income, okay? Uh, creating active income. But the problem is I've been really bad at creating passive income. I've been really bad at taking that money and having that money go work for me, Um so it's it's all fun and in games to stack, you know, seven figures in the bank account every year. But what are you doing with it? And that's something I've I'd have to give myself a D minus on that one. Um, I am I am doing some private lending with some friends and and pulling in some really good returns, ten percent returns. 
Um, but I want to do some other things. I want to be buying some multifamily this next year um, and possibly partnering with some of our carrot clients now. I want to be doing some more private lending. Uh, we have a carrot client, Jeremy Peterson, uh, amazing, amazing guy. And he's been out to carrot camp once and they flew out here to another time. They're, on, they're in our concierge service. Uh, we're driving their traffic for them and they're pulling deals every single month in Minneapolis. Um, they're crushing it. Uh, he was the number one real estate agent for like five years in a row in Minnesota. And he's just an amazing guy. And he uh, has about $5 million of his own cash out on loans to, to investors. And he's like, man, I'm earning 20% on this stuff and pulling in a million bucks a year. And uh, hopefully you don't mean, hopefully you don't mind me sharing that, Jeremy. But it's just amazing because that's being intentional. You stack some cash and now you go, go let that cash work for you instead of you working for it. And for me, I love, love, love what I'm doing with carrots. So I'm not going to stop that. But I do want to make sure that my cash is working for me. Because if something happens with this business that I don't predict, or if something happens and I don't have something else going, you put all of your eggs in that one basket, um, you know, it's just not, it's not a good and healthy thing to do. So I've actually started to take more cash out of carrot, making sure that I'm leaving my reserves in there. What we do here at Carrot is we keep keep six months of operation, uh, operational reserves inside of the, the the bank. So that's what does it cost to run our company? Just looking at the expense line, I times that by six, and that's how much money I keep cash in the bank. And so you know we've got our, our reserves in there, and we're over the next three four months going to start um, yanking out everything over the reserves to get it into into the shareholders' pockets. I own seventy eight percent of the company um, to get it into shareholders' pockets, so then we can take that money and invest it wisely. And so that's something I'm just going to be really shifting in 2019 because I've been terrible at it. So encourage me there. And uh, any of you guys and gals who are who are working deals and things like that, um, I may have some sort of potential where I can work with some of you, hopefully. Don't come hitting me up and asking me for private loans on Instagram, please. I won't answer them back. But uh, it's going to be with people that I've known and I trust and I've worked with for years. Um, it's not going to be with anyone who isn't inside that circle at the moment. Uh, I don't have that much cash. Um, but that's uh, going to be work with, working with people I've worked with a lot in the past. Um, some other things I haven't been really good at that I want to work on and be convicted to change this next year. Um, I want to remove the guilt um, that I, I often have and sometimes entrepreneurs have around, around different things. It could be around if you've got a team around taking time off or if you don't have a team, what's some of that guilt? I'm heading up to my nanny's house to go pick up my kids. Um, and go, uh, go to the store with them. But anyway, I'm walking up to the house. Uh, that's kind of a quick little recap. But in general, y'all, um, it was an amazing, amazing year. So grateful for you. Uh, so grateful for my friends, for my family, um, for everything that God has given me. And just insanely, insanely excited for 2019. At the same time, I'm not content. I'm not content with with not improving and not impacting the world more and not impacting our community more and really driving carrot in a way that saves you guys so much, so much time and adds so much money to your bottom line. But the big thing is we want to add humanity. We want to add humanity to that equation so you can really grow your business in a different way. I want you to grow your business in a way to where you're adding freedom, you're adding flexibility, you're growing those finances and you can make that impact. Um, the give program, I guess that's a big one. This year we, we launched our carrot giving program and with the giving program, our aim is to give away 1% of our gross revenue. Um, we actually give away way more than that. But through this giving program, it's like we for sure with this program give away 1%. And then we end up doing other gives throughout the year on top of that. And so we've donated, shoot, 50-something thousand dollars this year. And uh, not all of it yet. We've got about 14 grand left. 
I've got two weeks before the year ends, and we're going to be working with some really cool people over the next week to deploy that 14000 bucks to change lives, uh, to really amplify our community here in Roseburg. Um, half of the 50 some odd thousand dollars we, we gave is, was not here in Roseburg. It was in the communities of our team members where they had a chance. You know, Pete this weekend is taking tons of backpacks out around Baltimore that are filled with gloves and, and blankets and other supplies for, for the homeless. Um, that's his initiative. He's put his own money into it, but then Carrot helped amplify it with our funds. And um, we've done the same thing for food banks all around the country, given thousands and thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars, and fed tens of thousands of people uh, through our Carrot Giving Program. And uh, so excited about that as well. And so just really grateful, y'all. Um, take some time, reflect on your year, write down what you're grateful for, what you did great, write down what you want to improve and why you want to improve it. And uh, join me, join me at um, carrot.com forward slash epic, carrot.com forward slash epic. And join me for my epic annual planning call where I'm going to be every single year I do this, where I'm going to be walking through my processes, my systems, the things that I do to really map out my years. Um, you know, how have I grown as an entrepreneur? How have I grown as a person? It's with this process every year. And I'm going to be sharing it to you, sharing it with you completely free. Open up to anyone and everyone. I just want to see everyone succeed. Go to carrot.com forward slash epic. It's on the Saturday morning after Christmas. Saturday morning after Christmas. If you're listening to this after then, you can still go to carrot.com forward slash epic and get the recordings of the event and all of my worksheets that will help you plan an amazing year. Carrot.com forward slash epic. All right, I'm going to go grab my daughter's. We're going to get some Christmas shopping done, grab some things for the Carrot uh, Christmas party. A bunch of people are converging on Roseburg, and uh, just insanely grateful, y'all. Carrot.com forward slash epic. We love you. Talk soon. Mm-hmm.